Welcome to Eden and Amadeus, the show after the show podcast. My name's Amadeus, although I always want to go, I'm Eden. For some crazy reason, you want to be me. And I can't blame you. I live a pretty charmed life. Oh my gosh. One thing that we talk about every single year and you can't get over is the fact that I have never been to a performance by TSO. And yet every year we talk to Al Petrelli, who is... One of the founding members and is like the, the guitarist, musical director. Musical director, yeah. The whole I mean, deal. Al so, kind of is TSO. So give us a little bit about his background. Uh huh. And then tell us a little bit about TSO before we talk to him again this year. He started out in the rock and roll world. I think his first big performance or, or gig was with Alice Cooper. And then he played with uh, Megadeth and a couple of other. He played with Dee Snider. Actually, uh, I think Taylor Dane. Just in and out of session musician work and playing on tour. Asia, he played on a couple of their albums. And then um, he got with the TSO organization as he got a little older. And now I think he's been a part of that thing for like 30 years. So what is Trans-Siberian Orchestra? It is an experience. It is a concert with a story and some of the most amazing musicians and singers ever, ever. It's mind-boggling that they can put these people together. And there's one on the West Coast and one on the East Coast. And they visit like 60-something cities in a hundred days and do all these performances and then they raise money for charity. It's just an amazing, amazing event. With no further ado, here's Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. All things considered, you know, what happened with my Jets last night, but they pulled it off. And oh. your, Jaguar, your Jaguars were, like, looking good on yes, Sunday, brother. Yes, they was, look good. You know, it's funny. I was kind of going back and forth with that Jets game, and I was about to post on Facebook, is this the most boring game ever? And then all of a sudden, things started changing. I was like, oh, this is a pretty good game, actually. You know what? It was good. It just it reminded me way too much of 99 when Testaverde on the first snap, I popped his Achilles heel, and I'm like, okay, there goes the season. And then, you know, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. We've been waiting all year to see what this guy's going to do. And so, uh, but anyway, it is what it is. But that, they kid, it that kid that stepped in, that Wilson kid, I thought it was like 12. He looks you know, so young. It's ridiculous. It, when I was a kid, they looked so old football players. And then when I became older than the players, I'm like, wow, the coaches look old. And now the coaches look like kids. Never mind the players. <laughs> You're not wrong. That We're all so to that age where everybody's just so much younger than us. I know. It's like I got kids older than these players. I'm like, oh, God, whatever. It is what it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> that time of year again. TSO is coming to Jacksonville on uh, – in December, uh, on a Thursday night, you're back to Thursday nights again. We enjoyed Friday night so much last year, but Thursday, December 21st, and we're super excited. Oh, I can't wait to get back to I mean, first of all, I can't believe we're having this conversation. It seemed like five minutes ago we were just playing down there, you know? I know, right? And all of a sudden, you know, my kids are back at school, you know, football season started, and here we are talking about what's going to be an incredible, incredible show this year. I can't wait to bring it to y'all. How far out after the last show of the tour in a given year before you get back to the drawing board for the next year's show? Well, we finish up historically uh, the day before New Year's Eve Mm -hmm. and then come home and celebrate New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And then, you know, that week we take off and the following week we're back at the drawing board. It it really never stops. Wow, that's amazing. I got to tell you something funny that happened last year. So uh, American Idol season 13 winner Caleb Johnson was in Jacksonville around Thanksgiving last year. And I went mm-hmm. to that bat show. You know he does that meatloaf tour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's so, so awesome. He is. And then so TSO was here a few weeks later, and there was a guy singing, and I thought, wow, Caleb would be amazing in this role. And then about two days later, because I follow Caleb on Facebook, two days later he's posting him performing that song with TSO on the West Coast tour. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow, you guys must have been, like, thrilled to get him. Oh, my God, on a different level. I mean, you know, he's just, first of all, he's such a great singer, and he's such a good dude, and he brings those characters to life, and every time he steps on that stage, he opens his mouth, and it's just like, wow, he's awesome. Can't say enough great about him. On the Bat Tour, like, I sat there and was, like, almost in tears at the respect he gives Meatloaf's songs. Mm -hmm. And the way he does those songs. And when he does Paradise by the Dashboard Light with that girl, and they get all into it and they're making out and everything, it's so much fun. He's like, he's perfect for TSO. He really is. And listen, you know, you talk about meatloaf songs. Not easy songs to sing. No. no. You know, technically almost impossible to do. And then, you know, to, to really, like, capture it and connect with the song and the lyric. And like you said, that whole, you know, like my favorite when I was a kid was, uh, you know, two out of three ain't bad. And it was just, we always tried to do it in our little, like, cover bands. It never really worked out well. And he just crushes it. And same with us. When he brings those songs to life, you know, the audience, you could hear a pin drop. Who was that kid in that role on the East Coast tour last year? On the East Coast or my band on the West Coast? Uh, well, I, well, it definitely wasn't Caleb over here. So, who was the guy doing that? Uh, those songs. Uh, Jeff Scott Soto, another one. <laughs> like he, like he opens his mouth and you go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, we were like, "This guy should be doing opera." Like he was amazing. Amazing. Well, listen, I'm very blessed to have so many incredible singers. You know, to bring Paul O'Neill's stories to life and the characters to life. You know, and you know they become some of my best friends, and you know, I, just like, dude, go out there and crush it because. You know, you've been at shows where people, you know, it's kind of like, eh, you know, it was good, but it didn't kill me. You know, these guys, you know, their their job is not only to sing the songs, but if they do a really, really good job, the audience believes that they're the character they're actually portraying. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. and one of the things about Paul's story is that, you know, I recorded a lot of these songs like almost 28 years ago, you know, and obviously I was a lot younger back then. Now I relate to the story because what I notice is, the father in The Ghost of Christmas Eve is the story that we're going to be bringing to life this year. The father is pleading to the heavens for the safe return of his uh, teenage daughter who ran away from home, right? When I recorded these songs, my older boys were babies. You know, now they're grown men, and two of them are in the military. So when that song's being played, I relate to the fact that I miss my kids and I'm worried about my kids. Mm. What I didn't really understand is everybody in the audience relates to it, too, because everybody misses somebody around Christmas time, yeah. especially around Christmas time. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's a really good point. I mean, and I think that's why these shows connect so mm -hmm. much with their audience when you go. It's not just like, I mean, I'm sure when you were playing with, like, Alice Cooper or Megadeth, it was like just one great song after another. But to tell an entire story, it's like going to a movie and a concert yeah. at the same time. Yeah, we become like, you know, the score for a really good film. And listen, I, I got my first taste of this when I was working for Cooper years ago, because when we would get into the whole theatrical portion of the show, you know, and he got dressed up as Dwight Fry, you know, I looked down, I was like, ooh, this is creepy. He's no longer Alice. He's a guy in a straight jacket. <laughs> you know, and he brought that character to life. And we went through, you know, Steven and I Love the Dead and all these songs, and it was very theatrical. You know, so it wasn't foreign to me when Paul wanted to bring this to life. I was like, I get it. I know what you're going for. Let's do this. And, you know, it's been so much fun for decades now. Well, it's going to be a great show, I'm sure. We're looking forward to it. It's uh, uh, Thursday, December 21st. And can you talk about the $39 special? Because I think this is the first time you guys have done this. We try to do it each year, but I know that, you know, uh, the O'Neill family is very adamant about keeping the ticket prices extremely low this year. Because, look, what's going on in the economy is just crazy. Everything's so expensive. You know, and when I was a kid, you know, going back to the football story, when I was a kid, my dad used to take me and a bunch of my friends in the neighborhood in the family station wagon to Shea Stadium to watch the Jets play. 
You know, my dad was a school teacher. You know, he didn't have a whole heck of a lot of money, but it was no big deal going to a football game then, you know. Now it's a mortgage payment. Mm, no doubt. Not, you not. Know? And like the prices, you know, my wife wanted to try to get my daughter's, uh, you know, Taylor, um, Taylor Swift tickets. You know, uh, and it, she, she looked at the price. She's like, no, nah, I can't do that this year. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm fortunate that I'm single with no kids, and I was able to go to that show. And it was, I heard it was great. Man, it was it was something else, next level, like you were saying about Caleb. It's totally next level. Well, we'll have the information for those $39 tickets on our Facebook page. We'll keep people posted for that entire week. And as always, uh, at least a dollar of every ticket is going to a charity organization. And here in Jacksonville, it's the Jaguars Foundation. Yep. That's, again, uh, Paul O'Neill and his family, his wife and his daughter, the most generous people I've ever had the privilege of knowing. You know, and ever since 99, he was adamant about giving back to the community and helping out. Again, at Christmas time, you know, a lot of people need some extra help, you know, especially around the holidays. You know, so, you know, a dollar doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot of money, but we've sold 18 million tickets in the last 20-something years. You know, so those dollars do add up, and Paul was always very altruistic in the approach. He didn't want credit. He didn't want the pat on the back. He just wanted to know that the money was going back into the town and helping people. So the folks in your community can know that every time they buy a ticket, $1 will go back and do something good. For several years, uh, someone from the station has been on stage to help, uh, you know, give that money to the Jaguars. And last year, for the first time, I got to be involved. And it was really, really exciting. Yeah, it's fun being up there, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's fun being up there. It's become like a traditional celebration for so many people. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's like dressed in those like reindeer, crocheted reindeer sweaters. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and flip-flops here in Florida. And flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. But listen, when when the lighthouse lights go down, you know, and those uh, the fog machines start kicking in and start snowing inside that arena and the lasers and the pyro and all that stuff's going uh-huh. on, there, it's Christmas Eve with us every time we play. Well, we wish you safe travels. We can't wait to see TSO when it comes to town. And we will, of course, have tickets for people to win and all the information for people to purchase tickets and make a family tradition out of it if they have not yet already. So, Al, thanks again for joining us. Uh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Al. All right, guys. Bye-bye now. Thank you. You know, I still – I know it's embarrassing, but I i didn't want to say. I've just still never – been to one. We I have know. got to get you at a show I'll this year. I'll have to go this year. I, I mean, will have to go this year. It, it's it's because hard to describe. Because when he's talking about characters and everything, I'm just like, this sounds so unique and so different. It is. And like, like last year, the show opened with like a book opening. And so it's a, it's a video monitor and you're seeing this story being laid out. And then the whole show is just a story. It's not just like going to a concert where you're seeing one song after another. It is an entire tale. And there's all these amazing singers and there's a chorus and it's just, it's it's hard to describe, but it's it's definitely definitely worth going to if you've never been. Well, the uh, the TSO performance will be here in town before you know it. Get your tickets now so you can make sure you get your whole family all together. And thanks again for joining us for the show after the show. Do all the things, please. Subscribe and the stars, everything you name it. Bye. Bye.